there in the realms of the living. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the only podcast brave enough to watch Game of Thrones backwards. I'm your host, BT Calloway. I've watched the series from beginning to end, but joining me is the man, the only man on this earth who has watched Game of Thrones backwards, Elliot Joe Neal. How are you doing, buddy? Well, actually... We don't have time! How many times will you catch up to this? A fast podcast is a good podcast. Let's get straight stuck into this one. This is season eight, episode two, A Night of Seven Kingdoms. What did you think? Oh, this was the second episode of the season? Yeah, yeah. And they're already spinning the wheels. Well, this is all, uh, again, this is the the, the downside. of The only downside of going backwards is Uh that the pacing is a bit fucked. So naturally, this is all the, the hype and the tension and the preparing for the battle that we saw last time. Uh, all the preparations for, which is not the most uh, not the most thrilling thing when you already know who lives and who dies. No, and I will say, I think there were better moments in this one than certainly the last episode I reviewed, which we just fucking gouged. <laughs> Man, it, it's a tough one to love. Like, yeah. I want to love it. That's the hard part, but uh, it's a... Well, even in this episode where it felt like they were spinning the wheels, there was way more like artistic contrast and good cinematography. Even in scenes that were like in mostly grayscale, like uh, mm-hmm. the chat between Arya and the weapons maker, yep. I thought, yeah, that that's a scene with muted colors mm-hmm. that still look dynamic. Yeah, and they managed to like position them and get the blocking. The, it looked interesting. The framing and in, everything looked interesting and good. That was uh, Gendry Baratheon, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so is he the one that like wants to whisper? her away in that other yeah, episode. Yeah, the other yeah. one when he uh, he's given uh, he's made Lord of Storm's End, which is again, ball of Oh, right, yep, yep. Uh, is all like, hey, how about you marry me? Because I don't know what I'm doing. Yep, the bastard and the twat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Yep. So, alright. Uh, so, look, I, I mean, I enjoyed parts of this a lot better, but yeah, I think you're right. This is probably more on me for not watching the show right. But No, no. There's yeah. no wrong way to enjoy something. This is the <laughs> point. Uh, we can dig into what happened, but really we kind of just covered it. This is all the preparing for the long night, the episode that comes after this. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you get some characters reunite. Uh, Jamie Lannister. It starts with Jamie Lannister showing up in uh, Winterfell and everyone being like, eh, how about this guy? Okay, we'll keep him. Mm. Um, which, you know, starts off with uh, Dan... Nah, Starts off with Dan Brady going, they told me a bedtime story about the man who murdered my father and the horrible things we would do. We would peel his skin off and eat it like bacon. That was my (laughs) first big laugh of this uh, because... My brother used to tell me a bedtime story, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's lovely. About the man who murdered my father. Oh. <laughs> and the many things we'd fucking do to his stupid corpse. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a long time to meet him, but her brother's a dick. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Is he the one that I'll is- I'll never tell. Okay. The father of uh, no, Snowy? No. No, 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 not John Bond Snowy's real father. That was a complicated fucking web of uh, uh, craziness going on. Where mm, web of intrigue. He, his name is Aegon Targaryen, apparently. Yep, Aegon Targaryen. Uh, I don't order one of those for breakfast. Um, <laughs> and his mother is Rhaegon? Rhaegar. Rhaegar, okay. And his mother is Lyanne, or Lyanna. I, I can never remember. Oh, his dad is Rhaegon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rhaegon Targaryen. Rhaegon target practice. <laughs> Yeah, so I had no fucking basis for what the hell was going on in that last scene. She looked shocked, though. Yeah, no, this, was, this again, was building for a long, long time, and it's something we only found out uh, end of the season before this one, which uh, we'll get to in two episodes' time. Ah. Yeah, uh, which is the old uh, R plus L equals J, so that theory ended up being correct. The fans figured this one out a long time beforehand. Oh, is that right? 
Mm-hmm. Book fans mostly, because you know they were all like snarky wankers. Because books. Yeah, yeah, I heard that was a thing of like, yeah, all the book wankers going on the Reddit threads for the show, and actually in the books, <laughs> in the books. <laughs> yeah, in the books, Dumbledore kills Snape. Yeah, what I really want to do is start trolling books. people who didn't like like th- this season by just going, "Well, if you read the books, you would know." <laughs> but it's not out yet. Shut up. <laughs> Go to the future and read the books. You, you haven't read the books yet, obviously. You have to know George R. R. Martin. He'll fa- he'll fax you a copy. You yeah. gotta have a fax. <laughs> <laughs> he only faxes. Why well, it takes him so long to release the books? Because well, faxing. Like... Apparently, part of it is he works on a very, very old uh, word processing program because it, um, amongst other things, he just likes it. But amongst other things, it doesn't have autocorrect. So when you're all naming things like Tar- Targaryen yeah. and Rhaegar and all these other, you know, uh, fantasy words, that would be a lot of things in spell check. Yeah. No, I gotta say, I get frustrated on it because so many, like, you know, we run the Simpsons Index, another podcast, and so many of the episode titles are just fucking puns. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm constantly like, no, a- add that fucking stupid word to um, the dictionary. Yep. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, MVP, which uh, actor or scene or moment really was the best part of this episode? F- Three time carryover champ, Tyrion <laughs> Lannister! No, honestly, my favorite scenes of the episode, he was driving once again. Mm-hmm. Like, and like him sort of running with this whole, whole uh, all is lost thing yeah. and let, let's just try and be drunk and merry on our last days like there was a sort of dourness to the characters mm. uh, for the rest of the episode like Arya came close but I thought they didn't give her enough to do yeah yeah she's kind of just walking around being still kind of mysterious yeah and although mm. you know uh, honorable mention to the littlest giant killer um <laughs> who yeah stood in defiance but they kind of had that episode twice because there was another kid um asking for supers where should i go me lord and yeah that was a, instead of saying can i have some more please yeah. she was all, where should i go i'd like to be a warrior thank you <laughs> and they yeah. do that thing where yeah you lie to the kid we've got a very important yeah. job for you to we do we need you to guard the car <laughs> you know that whole deal yeah I'm not quite sure why that scene is there. Like, they're just trying to comfort the children. But they're not trying to comfort the children in the face of almost certain oblivion, which is what they should be doing. I don't know. I, it, it's not like it's badly acted or badly directed, and all the characters seem sweet, but I'm just not quite sure why it's there. What function do you perform, this scene? Yeah, and especially because they have it essentially twice with, yeah, Littlest Giant Killer later, uh, standing in defiance and going, no, nah, I'm going to go fuck shit up. I'm going <laughs> to slay a child. Well, she's always been like that. that was, yeah. This would, of course, be Bear Island Girl, whose name I refuse to look up. <laughs> that's that's oh. my MO, man. How like, yeah, no, that's how I'm operating. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just, that's what we're doing. Here. <laughs> just making up names for characters we don't want to look up absolutely i mean i got a few nominees for mvp um i think it's really going to come down to the uh everyone just hanging out by the fire and drinking in that one last you know where they've got Tyrion, jamie brian podrick uh tormund and sir davos all just chilling out drinking swapping stories there's a great moment where they um they uh, i'm sorry i pronounced their name wrong where they knight um tilda swanson tilda swanson there it was yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, Jamie does a lot for her. He did flowers, her, he knights her. <laughs> Wonder what else their relationship has Ta- to offer. Yes. Well, actually, they alluded at it earlier. She was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You're not insulting me right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the other thing I really like about this episode is all our body, buddy cop movies come back together in this one. So throughout previous seasons, pairs of 
characters have, have gone together, wandered length of breadth of the land for various reasons. So, but here they're all meeting up again. We've got Arya and the Hound. We've got Podrick and Brienne. We've got Brienne and Jamie. All these people who have spent time just hanging out together, reunited. It's adorable. Yeah. And the scene of, yeah, drinking around the fire was, yeah, all th- three, four of those were my three favorite scenes of the, the episode. Yeah. Like, and who knew Podrick could sing? <laughs> that dude's got some pipes. Oh, he was hiding that talent? Yeah, I don't think it's ever come up before. Oh. So, I mean, the way he sung, he, like, struck me as that guy that was, like, always like, oh, would you like me to sing? Oh, come on. Oh, man. I guess. Also, being the Jenna Maroney of this series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I believe the children are our future. No, uh, he's never brought that up before. And I kind of wish this was the fade out for the episode to have this kind of sweet but also a little bit sad song panning. And they're panning over all the families and people who meant something to each other and then panned out to the White Walkers as they arrived. I think that would have been... Because that's everything you're risking. That's, you know, this big show of, you know, these are all these people who are happy and warm and safe, and but for how much longer? Yeah, it's almost like they broke it up just to have um, a different version of it in the credits, which, like, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. It was less, less effective than if it was, like, because it was just like a verse and a chorus. Yeah, it wasn't incredibly complicated. Yeah, they could have had, yeah, another verse and chorus go over that. Yeah, I agree. Yep, but we had to get the whole uh, RNL equals J thing out of there. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, again, same same scene where they're all just sitting around. I do like the women can't be nice. Just, why not? Tradition. Fuck tradition. <laughs> which is a pretty good slogan. Fuck tradition. Yeah. There's a good quote floating around the internet, which is, uh, tradition is just peer pressure from ghosts. <laughs> so, fuck you ghosts and fuck most traditions. I like that. Because especially, like, I really wasn't enjoying uh, Creepy Uncle Man uh, at the start, where he was just sort of, like, leering over Tilda. Or uh, was like... Tormund Giant's Maid. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, his whole story about sucking a giant's tit after killing a <laughs> giant husband. For three months as well. you got to keep that farce up, which is like, <laughs> you know, thinks that's his her baby. It's like, but you'd have to, like, go home and <laughs> do about your normal stuff and then go back and pretend to be a baby again. That's weird. Probably. With a beard. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said he was 10. So oh. probably just stubble at that point. Oh, he said he was 10, right. Yeah, when he killed his first giant. Right. And was he drinking giant's milk in that moment? Because there was a certain creaminess coming out of the, there was. the horn. Maybe it was like a, you know, like a Kilkenny or a Guinness or something. Oh, right. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then, yeah, classic. Oh, I guess I will have that drink after all. <laughs> Sir Davos. I'm just saying, he rocks. He's still possibly my favourite character in the whole show. <laughs> yep. But again, you know, sitcom at break music after that moment. <laughs> yeah, that was the other bit. When we've, we've got the whole, you know, little kid like, I'll defend the crypt then. And we're like, <laughs> we know what happens to the crypt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you probably did. Again, one of these like post-foreshadowing things that we keep running into. Oh, yeah. everything's safe in the crypt. You know, you should go down the crypt where everything's safe. Everything is safe in the crypt. <laughs> oh, yeah. dead people resurrecting right. What I kind of call almost backshadowing. <laughs> or is backshadowing where we reference something now that's going to happen earlier in the show? I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> we get, look, we're forging new ground here, man. We're going to have to figure out what backshadowing refers to. Foreshadowing new ground. Yep, 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 nope. yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hey, but- it's also a very memeable uh, episode. Sorry, I want to get this out before I forgot it again because I forgot earlier. Because we got this scene between Sansa and Dan Brady uh, where Dan Brady gives this kind of is it face, though, that's been popping up in memes all over the place. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, Tormund Giants, baby, he says, is the tall woman still here? Got memed pretty well. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, they're good quotes. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay. Uh, the knighting scene itself, like, that was one where it sort of started out, you know, come over Neil. I was like, yeah, this is... But then I ended up, like, really liking that scene, and I thought yeah. they sold the emotion of that quite well. Yeah, because Tilda Swanson absolutely sells it. And again, I'm really appreciating her as an actor in this rewatch. Yeah. Um, kind of wondering where we're going to see her on other things, because she is very tall. Yeah. So not a lot of roles require a gigantic woman, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, definitely keeping an eye out, because... I thought in that moment as well she was going to like go fuck off as well because it's c come mm. Neil over here, kind of a demeaning thing. But like then when she sold like how much it did actually mean yeah. to her, that uh, felt good. Yeah, yeah, because for a moment she was like, oh yeah, as if I care. And then yeah. you know that she does from that bits of the series. And then, yeah, it's a really nice scene. Very simple. Well put together, yeah. They and sell the moment and then everybody cheering, ah, oh, Brienne, the knight, Sir yep. Brienne, and all that. Yeah. And then you get that, that just double downs on the betrayal later when Jamie fucks off, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, brutal, <laughs> brutal move there, Jamie, jeez. All right, uh, next question, nudity. Oh, we got some side boob and some butt. I know, finally. <laughs> now, uh, Maisie Williams was like 15 or something when she started the show, right? Uh, I think she was 13 when the show started, but she was 21 or 22 when this scene happened. Yeah. yeah it was a little weird having watched the series beginning to the end go, wait, a oh, wait. <laughs> Time. A lot of it has passed. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, that. you know... Uh... When you had creepy friends that were like, yay, the Olsen twins are 18, you're like, what? Yeah, a little bit. But no, I think the scene is actually really well done. It's tastefully shot, and it makes sense for the character. Mm. Like, I know you haven't got a lot of background experience with it, but a lot of her character arc is murder. So uh, to have a, have a little tenderness. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I got her... Um penchant for killing when mm. you know on her incredible accuracy and in throwing knives and archery yep. and yeah also the multiple scars that they yeah kind of like when she first takes her top off the first thing you see is these big dirty scars and you're like oh well, that's right yeah and they took the time you know um mm. <laughs> there were those characters wear a lot of layers and there's so much <laughs> untying going on it's yeah like... and it's very unromantic but it just that's the way it is folks <laughs> here's uh, some hard reality for you okay gotta untie my leather shawl and my leather shoulder pads and my leather corset and these freaking stitches just take forever you, you have to be sewn into this otherwise it falls apart yeah yeah and artistically i thought um when they sort of cut back to her briefly post coitus mm -hmm. she kind of looked a little yeah whatever no i think just the grim reality of tomorrow was uh weighing heavily on her oh right was the right. idea but, yeah uh, it was a little weird in this uh, episode to have so many people going, oh, we're all going to die tomorrow. We're totally fucked tomorrow. Oh, we're definitely going to die tomorrow. So many of them don't. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, episode two as well. Like, I don't know. Maybe this was sort of hype for the season to come. But mm -hmm. yeah, this feels like such a mid-season episode to me. Like, yeah, fair, fair. But again, it's the mid-season of the final season, and we've been waiting for this part for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in proper chronological order. But, um... <laughs> but yeah, after watching this as well, like, it does like make me wonder, like, how really like unsatisfying the war must have been for a lot of people mm -hmm. because they really did build this up as like a very unwinnable fight and they've got this specific strategy about you know bran uh sort of luring him and like mm -hmm. um good fighters are sort of like being close but not too close and all that sort of shit and there's a lot of clever planning that i don't think got yeah. paid off again we see trebuchets they use them once 
Yeah. Goddamn. They're even practicing it. Yeah, and there's like a good bit, you know, they're, they're looking at the field. There's a great bit where they have the uh, war map and they've got, you know, their armies and then just all these blue tiles that are just the horde in front of them. Yeah. And yeah, that's an intimidating moment and it feels serious. And I, again, I wish this season had been longer so they could have had maybe Winterfell Falls and they have to fall back and fight at a new position or something. I would have been very interesting and very dramatic to actually have a, a loss on their hands. Yeah. But no. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it could have even yeah stretched that um, battle against the White Walkers for yeah two episodes maybe, and like, and also you know directed it good. <laughs> yep, there's a lot of problems, but uh, hey, what we got is here, so that's what we're working with. Yeah. Um, next question: violence. I don't think there was any. Tra- just training violence. Just training montage violence. Uh, there's a so bit of... One dude did the whole, oh, the sword's in my armpit. I didn't really get stabbed thing. <laughs> did he? I didn't see that. Yeah, when like Tilda and Jamie are like watching the people practice. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's Podrick, again, who's teaching sword play. He's come a long way, that Podrick. Oh, wow. Yep. Is full of surprises, that boy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Survives the whole thing, ends up being uh, King's Guard and just wheeling Bran around. That's uh, It's a good life. He's happy, I think. Yeah. This is what kind of thing I noticed on this watch through is a lot of, you know, a lot of people are unhappy with the overall story, but if you focus on the individual character stories, a lot of them are very satisfying arcs. I was thinking if you watch this whole thing, but just focus on Sansa's arc, that is a ride. Yeah. And I think she ends up very in a very good place and works out quite well in a horrific way to get there, but hey. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't really seen much of her, like, to be honest. like. Yeah, no, you'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just going off the last few episodes, like, is her arc that satisfying? Because it sort of, from memory, just sort of peters out. It sort of peters out, but, again, if you focus on it and what it meant, I suppose. Yeah. So, you know, the ending for her is she ends up being Queen of the North. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Not bad. Yep. <laughs> Good promotion. Exactly. <laughs> couple of random bits and pieces. I'll just dig through that now. Uh, girls who throw knives are hot. <laughs> just going to say that. Anyone out there wondering how you can up your sexy, uh, forget the gym, start throwing knives. Um, Misandre, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, is all like, when this is over, how about we go to Narth? And that's where Grey Worm, a.k.a. the only black man in Westeros, goes at the end. Was his accent different in this episode? I don't think so. He's always very short and quick with his words. Yeah, I guess maybe he was talking with a lot more aggression in the episodes that I've seen. I think maybe he's just had more words. Yeah. Um, he's, again, usually very shortly spoken. Mm. Oh, yeah. Gents, make your lady a custom weapon. She'll love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's another one of these things where it's like, okay, you're giving uh, the great warrior as they might be a weapon that they've clearly never trained with. Like, To be fair, she has trained with the staff before. Oh, okay. But uh, you've not seen that. But hey, again, this, this, oh, this is what we're in. <laughs> yeah, backshadowing, if that's what that is. <laughs> Bird internet. Yeah, I think the kind of the trouble with this one, not terribly much happens because they're all about fortifying the location they're in. I mean, sure, there's some big revelations in terms of John tells uh, Dan Brady, you know, his actual heritage and all that. But um, in terms of, yeah, scenes and things like that, there's not terribly much going on. But again, that's the point. Yeah. You don't want to build something new in the middle of all this. Though I was just thinking it would have been amazing if he was all like, by the way, I'm Rhaegon Targaryen's son, and I have a claim to the throne. And she was like, ah, stab. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, people were sort of, like, wondering if Snowy was going to die in this whole thing, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always been a question. Yeah, mm. It's always a question, who's going to die next? But, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yep. Who's going to die next? 
Um, and uh, Barney Rubble thought he'd die with a belly full of wine with a girl's mouth around his cock. Yep. I do like that Jamie finishes that for him. He's like, yeah, I know you've said this. This is like a catchphrase. You said it at the speech at my birthday party. <laughs> it's how you walk into a room now. It's, you know. uh, I wrote something about Bran with the three-eyed raven, but I don't know if... Yeah, he's all, well, there's this whole, you find out in this one that Jamie once pushed him out of a window and that's why he's in a wheelchair. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But ever that... since then, he like got magical powers. Uh, long story, as he says, and I do like the bit where it's like, it's a long story and Tyrion's like, oh yeah, well, if only we were in a castle with nothing to do and it was cold outside and I had a shit ton of time. <laughs> Creaky chair, pour a wine. <laughs> it was a good bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and he's got this whole, um, you know, Jamie's all, you're not mad? And he's like, I'm not really mad at anything anymore. I'm sort of ethereal. Maybe I'm just high. Mm. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of question as to what exactly he is now. So, yeah, Okay. Mm. Um, uh, once again, Samwise just doesn't look like he belongs. <laughs> um, and I liked the bit where he's like giving the claymore over. And like, I, I just wanted to imagine that. So I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I'll use it every day. Because <laughs> he does. A, he does? He does. He's defending uh, Dan Brady with it at the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a bloody big sword. It is. Like, Claymore's a massive. Yeah. I was just a, like, you know, I appreciate the gesture. It's just a little too heavy. And <laughs> I like what you're saying. I really do. It's just, <laughs> we're about to go into battle. I don't have time to train with a new weapon. I'm going to use what I have. Thank you very much, but <laughs> I might re-gift this. <laughs> now go on, wander back over to the film set that you came from. <laughs> And Although uh, I, I did think you'd enjoy when they're ripping on him for that. And <laughs> they're all like, yeah. you can go down to the crypt, you know. And he's like, I'm, I've killed a White Walker. I've killed a bunch of stuff. I've fought in plenty of battles. I've do all the things. And like, yeah, whatever, pussy. Yeah. He's like, I, I, I do like the line of um, ah, Samuel Tarly, killer of White Walkers, lover of women. That's a sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the White Walkers riding the horses, they better get that job finished uh, soon because those things disappear when daytime comes around. <laughs> and Ex don't try to check them into the stables. No, they freak out. Breath <laughs> of the Wild forever. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for that sequel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm out of notes. Yeah, me too, man. I think my last one really is, I think it's interesting, considering where Dan Brady goes in the rest of this season, um, that when she finds out someone else has a better claim to the throne who's actually part of her family, she isn't like, oh, well, you do it then. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, no, has to be me. It's like, well, why? Wasn't your plan to get your family back on the throne? Does it really matter if it's you, you tyrant? Yeah, uh, she's just obsessed with the throne and she will do anything to win that game of it. Mm, it's a dangerous game, but I'm, someone's going to win. <laughs> I'm actually surprised in this how like they dance around. like They can't dance around the word throne. No. That's just what it's called. But it's like, we will win this war for the throne. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a battle and the winner will have the throne. It is what you might call a challenge. It's sort of like musical chairs. <laughs> it's a game and there are chairs, but the chairs are thrones. Mm. Yeah, I th I'm pretty sure they do name drop the season uh, series way back in like season one. Yeah. So who knows? Can't remember. Can't wait for that, the roll credits moment. <laughs> that would be an interesting series. All right. Uh, well, if you're done and I'm done, final question. How did we get here? Well... In the last, you, you were operating on the theory that someone had just dissed the Ice Walker, the the Night's King. Talked about smack about his mama. Yeah, you still going with that? Well, yeah, the, technically that still could be true. It very <laughs> much could be. <laughs> like they're clearly spinning wheels. They've gotten the word that war is a coming. Uh, war is a foot. Um, and 
yeah, I think that's it. We just we just saw the preparations of the the great. Um, don't talk about my mama like that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Mothers come up a lot in this, and there's a whole uh, you know revelation of who John von Snovy's real mother is. Mm. So uh, you know, maybe maybe just talking smack about mamas is how we got here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm sticking with that theory. All right, no, I like it. It's solid. It's good. Let's see what happens when we come back and review the first episode of this season, and then we finally go through a, a whole season. Yay! Premise is still holding. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that wraps us up. I've been BT Calloway. That's LAJ O'Neill. Later. You can hear us on The Simpsons Index, but for now, our watch is ended.